Let me tell you about home title lock. We know that hackers can capitalize on uncertainty. And Russia's invasion of Ukraine is exactly the type of chaos that can put American homeowners, uh, just like you, at the risk of being hacked. Some scams you can expect, you know, robocalls and the texts for the fake donations and emails with unfamiliar attachments. You know that game. Um, you hear about that stuff every day. But there's a bigger scam that is harder to detect and even harder to stop, and it could cost you your home. It's called home title fraud. And it happens to be uh, the type of issue when a hacker finds the title to your home online and then forges your signature, removes you from the home's title. And then it's a piece of cake for them to take out loans and leave you uh, in debt, uh, in debt big time. Um, and you know, legal hassles uh, up the wazoo. You don't want to deal with it. Uh, you can go through this entire process or just visit HomeTitleLock.com. I mean, like I said before, it's hard to stop. It's not hard to stop when you have Home Title Lock. I'm not worried about it at all because I have Home Title Lock. Enter your address at HomeTitleLock.com and see if you're already a victim of this and then go to HomeTitleLock.com and get uh, all set up to protect yourself going forward. It's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, CNBC has just come out with uh, a new story to help you. Inflation is costing the U.S. households nearly $300 more a month. Now, it's very important to remember this is because of Putin. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden or government spending. Absolutely nothing to do with that. It's all Putin. But... Uh, CNBC has some nice tips for you on what you should do to save money. And they're things I would have never thought of. I would have never thought of these things. Good thing we have these journalists around to help us out. Uh, that and an update on what's happening in Ukraine and why it matters to you. Andrea wrote in recently about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I was having unexplained joint pain. Uh, trying anything and everything to feel better. My mom told me she always hears commercials for a relief factor when listening to your show on the radio. I checked it out. I started taking it. Within a few days, I started feeling better. Thank you. Andrea, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for giving it a try. And I've been taking it now for three years, and it is amazing what it has done for my pain. If you want to get out of pain, if you want to get your life back, please just try this. It's a three-week quick start, $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered this trial pack. 70% go on to order more month after month. 
I do for the last few years because it works for me. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed at uh, Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. You can call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. So CNBC wants you to know that inflation is costing the average U.S. household an additional $296 a month. The figure is based on the latest reading of consumer prices, which rose 7.9%. By the way, if we just let's stop, let's stop saying, you know, this is this is going to be as bad as it was in the 1970s and 80s with uh, with uh, Jimmy Carter. It already is. It already is. If you take the inflation and calculate it the way we did back then, that way you're comparing apples and apples. Okay, we're at 15.6% inflation. That's what we would have said inflation was at if we calculated it the same way we were calculating inflation back then. So it is, it's bad. But now we calculate it in a much more sophisticated way. 7.6% inflation. All right, things are going to get worse before it gets better, says Moody's Analytics. Um uh, pain is felt across the board. Some are feeling it worse than others. <laughs> yeah. Who, who does inflation hit the hardest? The low and middle income households. That's who's hit the hardest. And $300 a month for the average citizen. That is a lot of money. A separate study by Wells Fargo surprisingly showed the middle class in particular getting squeezed. Uh, inflation was half a point higher for middle-income consumers than those at the highest and lowest ends of the spectrum. Well, they've got some uh, they've got some tips here for you. One, plan ahead. Be strategic about the use of your car. If you have to run errands, do them in one trip at a time. So, and do it at a time when there's not a lot of traffic. Wow, that comes from a certified financial planner. Plan ahead. Okay. Uh, tip number two, shop wisely. You don't need a specific brand. You may save money at a discount grocery store or buy items at bulk like at Costco or BJ's. See, this is, this is why we have the press, because I would have never thought of that, right? I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Plan ahead. And then buy off-brand food? I Wow. Then check your budget weekly. Don't do it just by the month. Make sure you're on track. Now, a lot of people do that. Now, they don't call it checking their budget. They count their change as they're starting to get gas. That's, you know. Anyway, watch out. This one, sit down, America. Watch out for credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Watch out for that. We'll try to get it as high as possible, right? No, no, no. no. They say go lower. With the debt. With the debt. And check every week? And check every week. I've been doing this thing where I check uh, in a multi-decade f- format. So I haven't every checked two my... two decades. Yeah, I haven't checked my finances since 1980. 
Yeah. Have, you yeah. think they've changed it all? I don't anyway? know. I don't know. No, I don't not. know. Mm-hmm. And the last one is mind your retirement savings. What? Yeah. 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 I thought you could just retire with nothing in the bank and Mm-mm. no, actually, no, these days. No, you can't do it. According to CNBC. <laughs> now, there is. Um, there is another uh, idea. Um, the Crowleys have uh, have given us an idea as well, and uh, I don't know if you. Um, I don't know. If you, I don't Hello. know if you know. Hello. I don't know if you know this, uh, but the Crowleys have been really struggling uh, lately. I don't know. If, do you know who the Crowleys are? Because the uh, Crowleys are from Downton Abbey, and they've been struggling. And if I may. Tip number one, get rid of the second footman. Okay. Uh, that's uh, the mm-hmm. second footman? The second footman. How many footmen are you? Do you typically? Do you deep? Well, I, I don't, don't know. know what the average I don't, is for the. I, I don't know. But uh, if you have more than one footman, you could uh, get rid of that. Now, I hate to say this, but maybe men could do this. Um, get rid of the, the valet, the person that dresses mm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can dress yourself. I think you can dress yourself. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I don't know. If I know. Who's going to make this point? <laughs> who's going to brush the suit? You know, I don't know. Right. I don't know. That's true. Uh, I, I think that's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Now, isn't there more than one type of valet valet? Well, one parks your car, but right. I think that's at restaurants. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I think this one. Well, I mean, that's the driver's job. Right. Okay. To okay. Park the car. That's so. Can you keep the driver? Well, I would. Okay. Okay. But I definitely get. I'd consider getting rid of the second footman. Footman. Yeah. What and I'm the not. Fo- what does the footman do exactly? Oh, I don't want to explain it. I mean, it's just too. It's too it's in depth. Too in depth. Okay. Yeah. We don't I mean, have that much time. Yeah. They do things. What does the second footman do? If the first footman, I would assume, is taking care of the footman duties, what does the second footman does the extra footman? There's a lot of feet. There's a lot, <laughs> a of, lot feet. of feet. There was more feet in that yeah, era, right? Yeah. So you know, many people had three. But now you don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. So get rid of the second footman. Wow. And buy your groceries at Costco. Mm. So there you go. This is incredible advice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too because when you have inflation and things cost more, yeah, it might be harder to outlay a large amount at one individual time, which uh-huh. is part of the the issue here. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when they talk about communities that are affected by uh, predatory loan uh, mm-hmm. loans mm-hmm. Uh, and lending. Mm-hmm. They talk about the those the the check cashing stores, the, yeah. the paycheck yeah, yeah, advance yeah, yeah. stores. Yeah. And it's not like those people are like, you know what? I, I, I thought I was going for the highest interest rate. <laughs> that was my plan. It's not, that's not how that decision is made. Yeah. It's, it's the one right. option because they will give it to you right then yes. when you need it. Yes. So maybe buying 80 of something is not going to be an option for people who are struggling with this decision. <laughs> right? I, I don't know. You know what I would do? I would just buy all of your food today <laughs> for the you rest know? of your life. Yeah. And if look, if you want to buy... You know, you'll lay your like, Glenn, I don't have yeah. the freezer space for all that meat. Then get bigger. Get a big get walk-in f- freezer. Yes. There have you, you go. Really, seriously, have you not watched the Crowleys? They've got one of those things. And they had to bring ice into that. Right. You don't even have to bring ice. Just get one of those big walk-in freezers. Hang a couple of cows in there. What is the problem?
What is the it's like these homeless people that whine. Oh, there's no place to go. New York is so bad. I have to sleep in the park. There are great hotels. The Waldorf is right there all around Mm -hmm. Central Park. What are they just go in? What are they thinking? I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to be extravagant, (laughs) you don't need the penthouse. We're not saying we're not being ridiculous here. Correct. Just, you know, take a normal room. Right. Maybe a suite. They're right. You know, I mean, if there's more than one of you or if you want to put your shopping cart in a separate room, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, then so, get a get a two bedroom suite. Yeah, it's just these. This, it's the, crazy. You know, they, yeah, those are the people that probably didn't cut their second footman. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's. Uh, it's a big problem. <laughs> you're homeless and hungry. Go to Costco. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Weren't we just weren't we told relatively recently by one Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, that. They had designed this new system we were walking into called Obamacare Uh specifically so that people didn't have to work anymore and they could just do their passions like music and art. Yeah. Yeah, They wouldn't have to go to be productive members of society. They could instead be artists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, when uh, when Joe Biden was mentioning how expensive um, uh, insulin was Mm -hmm. and we had to do something about it. Do you know why? Do, Do you know when the price spiked on insulin uh no yeah right after we passed obamacare you're kidding no no it's shocking wow shocking because yeah. that was supposed to lower mm-hmm. cost the whole pitch of it i what i'd like to suggest is get your insulin from costco okay mm. or buy all the insulin you'll ever need for the rest of your life today and put it in a walk-in freezer put it in your walk-in but freezer you just bought. the second footman <laughs> Uh, All right, let me take a quick break, and then I want to come back, and I want to tell you what the latest is on Russia. It's it's a little dicey, but don't worry. I mean, just remember, wear your mask after the nuclear blast and keep six feet of distance between you and whoever else is cowering under your old school desk. Uh, That way you won't get COVID. Uh, I mean, you'll be killed by the thyroid uh pretty quickly but you won't have covid on top of it all right first let me tell you about the tuttle twins the most difficult thing about having a well-informed set of critical thinking skills is that uh it's hard i mean you have to learn so much you know i don't know can just somebody give me an opinion on what it is It's one reason why the left has so much success in our society is because they offer the path of least intellectual resistance. It's a, you know, it's attractive for a lot of people, a lot of people, really good people, too. They just like, I I don't know. I don't have time to think about all that stuff. Kind of have to make time, kind of make time on this one. Now, an easy way to do this, not only for your kids. I mean, you can say it's for your kids, but also you. If if you've never read. um if you've never read things like, uh, uh, I don't know, Road to Serfdom. I mean, I was 30 by the time I read Road to Serfdom. Kind of a good book. You're going to get your kids at six or seven to read it? No. But the Tuttle Twins have made that book into one of their kids' books. So you can understand it and you can teach it to your kids. So they have that foundation from the very beginning. That's what the Tuttle Twins books do. They take some of the greatest books ever written about the free market, about capitalism, about uh, the freedom, why big governments always lead to tyranny. All of the principles that make our country and they put it in books with the Tuttle Twins for 
you know, your seven-year-old, six, seven-year-old, and, and also for your teenagers. Tuttle Twins. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Every home in America should have this set. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Hey. Let me show you something that happened on Moscow TV uh, yesterday. Uh, it's cut six. This is a woman doing the Russian newscast. This is the big newscast in in Moscow in the Soviet or Russia. And uh, during the middle of the newscast, another anchor shows up behind the main anchor. Listen and watch. Российский премьер подчеркнул, надо усилить сотрудничество в рамках союзного государства, а на совещании в правительстве обсуждали, как сохранить... What she's saying, she's holding a sign that says no war. No to war, stop the war. They're lying to you. Don't believe the propaganda. They're lying to you. Now... Incredibly brave. Oh, my. <laughs> Wait we'll, we'll be paying for that one for quite some time. Wait until you hear... The rest of the story. So she is uh, an employee at Channel One Russia. This is the leading newscast. Uh, and she walked in right in the middle of the live newscast and held that sign. And then uh, they went to, you know, wallpaper. They went to video of something else while the anchor was talking. And they escorted her out. Now, the update on this story is that she was taken by the Russian police just for some questioning. Uh, of course, <laughs> right. she has an attorney and she alerted the attorney beforehand so her attorney could be ready to help her out. The attorney can't find uh, can't find out where she uh, where she went. Uh, the Russian police said, oh, she was at this police station. They went to that police station. No, she's not here. She must be at this police station. No, not there either. They have no record of even picking her up. They have no idea where she is. She Jeez. posted and released it right before she went on air. She posted um, a video of her, and I haven't seen the whole transcript yet. I haven't seen it translated, but she basically is saying, I am ashamed to be a journalist. We are lying to you. You are not getting the truth. And me being here, I have allowed people to be zombified. That's remarkable. It really is. And the, the, they just passed this law that says up to 15 years in prison. Yeah. And uh, that's if you get there. Right. I was going to say 15 years in prison. They said the, the, the story was that I read that they were going after the maximum sentence here, which it's hard to imagine a more uh, in your face act of defiance than this. And I just oh wonder gosh. whether the 15 years occurs. I'm, I'm, I no, you I, I mean, again, they this is the system in Russia. But I'm warning you, this is the same system that we are going to have here. You will not be able. We are putting the uh, uh, the social credit score into and soon our actual money. See, we, we everybody says, oh, we've got digital money already. 
No, I mean, yes, we do. And no, we don't. We have digital money. And that is the way most people buy their gas or whatever. You don't actually usually go with anything other than a debit card or a credit card. So people are like, oh, well, I do that already. Uh huh. This is programmable money. That's really important to understand. The Fed coin will be programmable. This isn't Glenn saying this. This is the United States Treasury saying this. Because it's important to be able to turn money off uh, for the individual. Not all money, but it will be your digital currency with your markings on it. So if they don't want you to buy gas, you won't buy gas. If you aren't, you know, doing what the Chinese say, if you were in China, this is the way it works. If you don't read the words of President G every day and then at the end of the day, take a quick test about what he said that day, you lose credit scores. And that means you can't shop at certain uh, stores. You can't you know, hire an Uber or you can't ride a train or you can't be on an airplane. Those are the kinds of things that programmable money do. And if this keeps going down this road and I don't want to freak people out, but it's like it's possible you could lose both of your footmen. No, 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 it's no, true. No, you might no, not no, have no, a don't footman at all. Don't, no. don't say that. I don't want to. F- I don't know. I know. But they but need I, to know the truth, Glenn. It's possible. You'll they're... have a footman. You'll have a footman. Glenn, that's not true. They could stop oh you gosh. from all your footmen. You would be footmanless. But you will still have a valet. Of course. Okay. I mean, I, this, and what, a cook. this is a civilization and, uh, after yeah. all. I mean, we are civilized people. <laughs> we'll still be dressing for dinner. Right. Oh, okay. yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Uh, By the way, I, I didn't know this. Footmen, mm. uh, it, uh, they were servants who ran alongside their masters who were on horseback. Servants who were literally on foot. And then they eventually had to start running in front of their master's carriages. What? That, that's why? What footman, that's why they call it a footman. I don't know. Why? I think just, <laughs> just to show you were so much better. <laughs> so, just like, no, so, so. you're not getting your own horse. You're running alongside the horse. You have no idea how rich and powerful I am. I can make the people in my community run beside my carriage. <laughs> it's amazing. That is crazy. Because, I mean, you have... But what a- did they do? Is this, I mean, that's why they got the name, but... Yeah, they well they like I guess they were just servants. They do whatever they wanted, but eventually they it says they uh, eventually turned less athletic and included assisting the butler serving at the table, answering the door, and running errands. Wow! So it eventually calmed wow. down a little bit. But this is a lot of running. Um, this may gig. be the origin of the cab. The footman might have yeah. said, "You know what? I'll just take a cab." <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to reimburse me. I'll take a cab and I'll meet you there. Back in a minute. <laughs> The Glenn Beck Program. Mm. So does a footman fluff your pillow at night? <laughs> I own the second footman. Does I that. mean, like, I can't toss and turn all night and then have mm. to fluff my pillow. It's like, footman, it's flat again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sir. You know, well, that was before Mike Lindell showed up. Mm-hmm. Now you don't he have to do it. He solved the footman problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he did. He did. Um, uh, my pillow is an incredible company. Uh, Mike's latest offer is on his six-piece towel set. Now, if you don't have your footman, you know, drying you off after you get out of the shower and scrubbing you down, I mean, I think that's normal. 
you're really missing out. But if you don't have one, maybe you should get the six-piece towel set that you use yourself, you know. It's got a soft feel. Uh, it's really fluffy and thick. It comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, and it usually retails for $109.99. For a limited time, you can get it for $39.99 with the promo code BECK. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Use the code name BECK. It'll take you to all of the specials. They're insanely low. $39.99 for the towel set. MyPillow.com. While you still have your second footman, get them to subscribe to Blaze TV. It's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Earlier this month, I challenged you to ask Dr. Robert Malone anything censorship-free. Last week, he joined the Glenn Beck podcast with all of his answers on everything from how the mRNA vaccines actually work to why the United States may not be the saints we think they are when it comes to biowarfare. The podcast was released first, as always, to Blaze TV subscribers completely uncensored because it's your support that allows us to bypass the big tech overlords that believe the truth belongs to them. After that, the uh, audio version was released uncensored on Saturday. Wherever you get your podcast, it's the Saturday podcast. And normally we release the podcast on YouTube, but (laughs) that's not going to happen. No. So if you are still not ready to make the leap to Blaze TV, you can watch my full podcast with Dr. Malone on Rumble at rumble.com slash Glenn Beck. See that there. Also tomorrow, a very important show. It seems like it is out of date, but it is not. It goes it goes into everything, the corruption that is happening and the tools, the way you are being uh, used and people are taking money away from you to use it against you. Uh, we have the truth on BLM. Where'd that money go? It's a really interesting look. That's tomorrow night on Blaze TV. Okay, so we also have Dave um, Ramsey coming up in just a minute. He's gonna uh, he's gonna give us a couple of tips on what 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 can we do? To... Is, he, is he against the second footman as well? I hope he's not going to tell oh, us. I to. think he's got at least three footmen. Okay, you know, and they still run in front of his car. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hard on the freeway. Yeah. He's lost a lot of footmen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It uh, happens. You got to replace him. <laughs> That's why they make more. Yeah. So we'll have him on. And I, I, I love this. Uh, people are trying to get us to fight uh, over. You know, uh, I don't. I, I don't know, even know what. But he doesn't buy into the Great Reset. And uh, okay, okay like to talk to him about that but uh really political stuff is not what dave does financial stuff is what dave does and that's why i always say don't listen to me at all about anything on finances because i hey you'll be broke i mean you know i am the worst at that i'm not qualified to tell you that i don't study it i don't follow it i have no idea so uh, we'll have him on as an expert on that coming up in in just a second. Now, there's a couple of things here that you should uh, know. Uh, Minsk and Moscow uh, have agreed to restructure payments on Russian loans. Now, 
the Belarusian. Is that right? Belarusian. Prime I've heard Minister? of Belarusian. I've heard Belarus and then Belarusian. I don't know why. I think they should make up their mind. And go, I think Belarusian sounds better. But I keep hearing Belarusian. Let me ask like Belarusian you this. Troops. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. We're never going to talk about this country ever again. <laughs> Does it matter? The prime minister mm-hmm. from that one country right. uh, that's helping Russia out uh, has uh, restructured their loans. They are going to now take uh, all of the foreign currencies that they have and change them over to Russian rubles. So now they are going to be uh, using Russia, Russian rubles to pay everything off. That gets them away from the U.S. dollar. This is something you're going to start to see more and more of in that block. And I think that block is going to be from China and up north Russia, I think through the Middle East and much of Africa, because it'll have to. They owe everything to China um, and uh, and possibly some countries in South America. You know, you'll have Venezuela and uh, Cuba for sure. But you're going to start to see the world going away from the dollar because we are making an axis and allied power. And that is going to affect us. So I think some people would argue that they're coming toward it, right? There's been a lot of uniting on, uh, against Russia here. But you're saying it's going to That's split the more great reset. this, this yeah. two like bipolar sort bipolar of Bipolar in the United States is not going to be is not going to be the United States. We're not going to be the leader mm-hmm. of it. It is going to be you know, half world government. It'll be the Western world against the Eastern world. That's just the way it's going to be. China is going to be leading it, um, but uh, I don't think we're going to be leading it for very long. Anyway, China is expanding their use of coal now uh, because they say they have to be uh, secure in their energy. <laughs> Secure with energy. (laughs) Commies. Oh, oh, what a bunch of dopes they are. Meanwhile, Russia has new airplanes to fly. You know, Aeroflot is is not necessarily an aircraft that I would want to fly or an airline that I'd want to fly on. Um, You know, especially when you can get a good Boeing plane or something like that. Um, But uh, they have them now. In fact, they have now $10 billion worth of new airplanes uh, because um, we left them there. And when we said, we're, we got to get all of our people out and we're not going to fly anybody anywhere. Uh, the Russians have now just claimed that whole fleet as theirs. Uh, same thing with McDonald's. You hear about the fat man that chained himself to a McDonald's? I'm only saying that because, I mean, he was morbidly obese. And I can say that because... Technically, and I like to use that phrase first, technically, I'm morbidly obese as well. But technically, like 80% of America is morbidly obese. We're, I mean, we're a little heavy. Anyway, um, he chained himself to the McDonald's and said, you can't close my McDonald's. More like this. You cannot cl- take my McDonald's hamburgers away. And they did. Uh, we left. The clown has uh, vacated. <laughs> I've had trouble relating to the Russians throughout this crisis, but that part really hit me. I, I, I do. I felt, I felt. I felt it. I felt it. I did. That's exactly what I would have I done mean, if I was in Russia. I mean, there are things that, you know, look. 
McDonald's bad for you, blah, 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 blah. Sure. However, there are times that you drive by McDonald's and you're like, there is nothing that will replace that. There is, There are times I must have McDonald's. Okay? Now we've done this to the Russians. So what did Vladimir Putin say? Hey, McDonald's, fine. You leave. That's fine. We now own all the McDonald's. And we know how to make the Big Mac. And they say we don't care about trademarks, copyrights, anything. They now belong to us. We will be opening it. And this is one reason why you don't want to do this quickly. I mean, McDonald's, look at the cost to McDonald's and the poor colonel. I mean, if he left the secret herbs and spices behind, they're no longer secret. They're out. They're out. Unless we can send some special forces over into all the KFCs and just off all the Russians that are there that might know the secret herbs and spices. Meanwhile, uh, as the world continues to change, uh, the Apple supplier, Foxconn, which I love. I love these guys. Man, when they take those Chinese slaves and just chain them to the, the you know, the, the conveyor belt, so they can just keep making whatever it is they're making. I love it. So Foxconn now in talks to build uh, a nine billion dollar factory in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Saudi Arabia has a hard time. Now you're going to find this hard to believe. Has a hard time getting international businesses to build giant factories there. Might have a little something to do with 81 executions over the weekend. But why quibble? You know. Okay, 81, zero, what's the difference? Uh, And so they're building a $9 billion factory in Saudi Arabia. Again, that is just strengthening this new alliance. I think you're going to see Saudi Arabia. I think you're going to see India go towards uh, China as well. Uh, And they will start using the Chinese dollar, which will be a digital programmable dollar and uh, they'll be able to have their little social you know justice thing with everybody else the social credit score with everyone from saudi arabia all the way through china and russia but don't worry you're not going to be left out we'll have our own social credit score here on a fed dollar soon and that will be fantastic fantastic Well, the reason why I say it's fantastic is because they will have knockoff quarter pounders with cheese. We'll have the real deal here. (laughs) Real estate agents I trust whenever possible. I like to pass on the lessons that I've learned in life to other people, like drinking a gallon of Jack Daniels probably going to lead to problems. Okay. Don't pass that one on very long, but do I have to? If you're hearing this, well, maybe I'm an alcoholic. If you're thinking, maybe I'm an you are. Okay, here's another tip. You should interview the real estate agents that you're going to have handle the largest transaction probably of your life. You should probably interview them. You know, it should go more than, does anybody know a good real estate agent? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I know somebody sold, you know, a friend of mine's house. Okay, they're hired. Should go deeper than that. However, I don't know what to ask them. Now I do. 
hey, how many people traffic your website? How many people, uh, how, how are you advertising to get all of those people there? Because if they have a great uh, advertising campaign to get people to their website, not to your house, to the website, they already have people that are looking for houses and they generally sell them faster. What is your track record like? How do you rank with all the other real estate agents in the area? Because believe me, they know. This is why I started realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We vetted these people. I would suggest that you meet them and maybe ask them a few questions yourself. But uh, we think you're going to like them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Man, I still am. I'm, I, I called my wife just a minute ago and I said, honey, have you thought of buying food at Costco? She said, what? And I said, yes, yeah, CNBC just said, because people are now paying $300 more every month. And we're not at the end of this. How are you going to get... How are you going to take care of $300 more a month? By the way, by the way, the New York Times has come out and said that we want you to know this is not uh, all about Obama. It, or, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Joe Biden. It's not. Uh, you, I mean, you are really missing it if you think that gas prices and everything else uh, are, are coming from uh, Joe Biden because it's not. And uh, we need uh, to do a few things right now. And that number one is don't raise interest rates. Oh, okay. Well, tomorrow interest rates are going to be raised. Uh, and they're probably not going to affect people uh, very much. The average credit card rate interest rate is uh, six, uh, six and a quarter about that. And that's down from almost 18% interest rate. The biggest thing you can do is get out of credit cards. Get out of these credit cards. Um, it's, it's not going to turn your life upside down tomorrow with, you know, the one point that's probably going to come tomorrow or the, the quarter point that's probably going to come tomorrow. But as they start to raise the interest rates, uh, it will affect that. And you could be looking, depending on your credit score, and later your social credit score, um, you could be paying 25, 30% for your credit card and you'll never pay them off. You'll never pay them off. So do what you can uh, to pay those things off. If you're buying a new car, I mean, if you can get a new car, a quarter point's going to cost you about $3 a month. So it's not tomorrow that you should worry about on the interest rates. Um, but it, locking them in when they're locking low like them this in. is, I think, a really good idea. Correct. They just uh, Correct. came out with the produce. What is it? The um, producer prices. Yeah, uh, yeah. Up uh, index ten percent, which is the highest it's ever been. It's never been in double digits before. Ten uh, percent. That's for next month, then, right? Or is it for three months in advance? I can't remember. Yeah. This is the stuff that. This is the leading indicator. 
And so if um, prices on all the stuff to make things right. is up 10%, you can guarantee that the price will go up 10% once they've made those things and put them on market. Another disturbing thing, and people will go, well, how could this be bad? Oil is down uh, about $100 a barrel. Yesterday, it was below $100 a barrel. Why is that? Well, because China is in another COVID lockdown. What does that mean? More disruption yeah. of the uh, supply chain. That's going to that's gonna hit us again hard. It means I'm never going to get a new car. You're never going to get it. Did you see that? Who is it? Never Ford is now selling their trucks without the chips. There's all these. They're selling them without the chips? I saw yeah. they were all stacked up in a lot. Right. Those are the Broncos. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. And they don't have the chips, so they, they can't, can't sell them, them. Basically, But Ford has decided, I think on their trucks, that they're going to start selling them because they have enough chips to operate but just not enough chips to make them do everything that they're all supposed the fancy, to do. Yeah, like yeah. the wireless chargers and yeah, all the, the features and stuff. Radio and the brakes. <laughs> 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 I don't know which chips are missing, but, you know, I'm hoping the brakes are still part of that. But uh, they're just going to start selling them. And then they'll send you the chip when they can get them. Hmm. That's well, that's remarkable. It is bad. And some of this is bad. Like the gasoline index is up 14.8%. However... Dried vegetables down nine point four percent. Dry vegetables. So if you're like into beet chips, you're, oh you are God. in. This is paradise for you. This is. It's all. What worked. is the bug market? The bug. If I want to <laughs> eat like scorpions, mm. what? Oh, that's that's skyrocketing <laughs> right now. You do not want to buy. You want oh, some beetles? Fine. Maybe I but should corner do. the beetle market. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Buy up all the beetles <laughs> and just hold them. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about uh, the zebra. As we are getting out on the road, more accidents are happening all the time. Insurance rates are going up. Uh, but, hey, isn't that just what we need? Something else to be more expensive than usual. These days, by the time you filled up your car with uh, gas, you're already broke. Lucky for you, the zebra is here to help. Makes it really easy to save hundreds of dollars on car and home insurance in just a couple of minutes, literally. Most people, uh, the average person that goes on to the zebra saves $920 a year, $922 to be exact, on home and auto combined. That's a remarkable savings. That's three months of, uh, of inflation rate as we're at right now. Save time and money in minutes. Get your free quote today. Just go to thezebra.com slash Beck. Thezebra.com slash Beck. It'll take you literally less than five minutes. And you can save up to like 900 or 1000 bucks a month. The average person? What? Thezebra.com slash Beck.
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We've been talking about the Great Reset. I've been trying to explain it. I wrote a whole book on it to make sure that we were very, very clear what's true, what's not, because it's easy to look at this from a distance or go on to websites that you think you can trust and it'll take you down a conspiracy hole. That's why the book was so important as 50 pages of fine f- put uh, fine print foot footnotes. So, you know, our sources are from the World Economic Forum, WhiteHouse.gov, uh, the advisors from BlackRock all around the president and our Treasury Secretary or Treasury.gov. We want to make sure that you understand this is not a theory. This is a fact in their own words. Well, Dave Ramsey got a call the other day um, saying, you know, hey, what do I do about the Great Reset? Have you thought about, you know, any other strategies for this? And he jokingly said, I'm assuming he was joking. He jokingly said, you got crazy friends like Glenn Beck, don't you? Now, Dave and I are friends, so I wanted to get him on and have him explain what he thinks the Great Reset is. Dave Ramsey joins us in 60 seconds. You know, back in the good old days, somebody wanted to steal your personal information and your money. They had the decency to come into the Oval Office and uh, and uh, hold me up at gunpoint and say, um, "We're taking your, we're taking your oatmeal," and that's what they would do. Times have changed. Times have changed. Yes, Joe, I'm sorry. The world is a different place now with cyber criminals. And rap music, that rap music, I don't even understand it. The next thing you know, uh, you've got a stolen identity because of a a cyber criminal. And my best girl is having a fountain drink at the malt shop. Boom. Yes, that's what LifeLock is for. I mean, they can't take care of all of that. uh, And they can't catch all of the bad guys. But they can monitor things that better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that will work with you to help fix the problem quickly. So I want you to join LifeLock now. LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code back. Save 25%. LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code back. So if it isn't Dave Ramsey. Hi, Dave. How are you? Great, my friend. How are you? I'm very good, but I do want to thank you for the pleasure of having my wife come home, who listens to you every day, and say, honey, see, I told you you were crazy. Dave (laughs) Ramsey said you were crazy. (laughs) Thank you for that, Dave. (laughs) Anytime, my friend. I'm just here to help. Yeah, I know, know, I know. Big Glenn Beck supporter. No, no, no. We we don't even have to go down this road. We are are good friends. We have been for a long time. I have a lot of respect for you, and I know it goes the other way. Here's what I do want to do. We were talking about, you were talking about the great, Great Reset. You're in a different business, really, than I am. You give financial advice. I don't. I always say... 
this is what I'm doing, but don't listen to me because I have no idea what I'm talking about. I wanted to get from you what you think the Great Reset is. Well, the irony of this is, is that both of our books came out the same day, January the 11th. Uh, and that that's both right. Of them were on the, both of them were on the bestseller list at the same time. Baby Steps Millionaires. Yep. That's actually started this conversation this morning, too, by the way. So, because what happened was a guy followed our baby steps and became a millionaire. And so he's completely out of debt, 100% out of debt. He has a net worth of over a million dollars. Amen. Calls in and says, uh, hey, I'm thinking about not investing anymore because of the Glenn Beck reset. And that's what started. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on just a second. First of all, it's the Great Reset, not the Glenn Beck reset. And I have never said that. I still, I have said, if you are concerned about it, spread your money out as wide as you can, because I don't know what will hold. But I still have my house. I still have money in the stock market. I'm very careful on who I invest with. I don't want to invest with BlackRock. Although, if you want to make money, that's what you should do. If you want to make well, money, if you have if you have no yeah if you have no principles, but correct. Yeah. But the uh, uh, so you know no, I'm not an expert on the Great Reset. You are. You wrote the book on it, and so uh, you know and diversification. What you're talking about there, spreading your money out. I mean, the Bible says, "Spread your portions to seven, yes to eight, for disaster may come upon the land." Diversification is the oldest financial rule ever. Uh, never put all your eggs in one basket. Some dude has the basket and he's been smoking pot. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. Correct. Right. And so uh, that's what you're talking about, and certainly we would espouse that as well. What I was trying to do is keeping the guy from freaking out, becoming scared that the world was coming to an end, and trashing all of his investments that caused him to become a millionaire in the first place. So, Dave, this is one of the reasons why I'm thrilled to have you on, because honestly, um, you know, I don't know if you know what stakeholder capitalism is. But that's the that's the driving force or the theory behind the Great Reset. And you've got the Treasury. You have Yellen saying this is what we're doing. We're going to have stakeholder capitalism. That is 21st century fascism. And if you don't mind uh, not telling your school board, I think you're wrong, then you're not going to have a problem with ESG scores, but you have to play ball exactly the way they are telling you down the road with digital money, which is something that the executive order came out last week on. Um, And so I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of this. I have no idea what's going on. I do know just with inflation, we have got to batten down the hatches. So what should people do to batten down the hatches? Well, you know, when we go back in history, the thing that we want to avoid is uh, we always want to be safe. We always want to assess risk in the marketplace, which is what you're talking about. And we always want to be wise then of, you know, the storm's coming. We perceive a storm. But here's where people get crazy. When the, when the fear kicks in, yeah. it coats your brain and lowers your critical thinking skills. Yep. And they go nuts. And so I'll give you an old example I was thinking of this morning, knowing I was going to be on here. In 1982, J. Peter Grace was... Uh, put on the Grace Commission by Ronald Reagan to study uh, government overspending and the, and the deficit and the damage of the deficits. His co, uh, co-chair on that was a guy named Harry Figgy. Both of them were billionaires at the time, 
And Figge wrote a book later that year called Bankruptcy 1995, predicting the end of the American economy as we know it because of the deficit increase. Mm-hmm. Apparently he was wrong. Uh, Larry Burkett wrote a book called The Coming Economic Earthquake that predicted in 1992 the world was going to come to an end and the economic crisis was going to cause America to end as we know it, and apparently he was wrong. Uh, my good friend uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote a wonderful book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, wrote a book called Rich Dad's Prophecy, where he predicted the end of the stock market as we know it in 2016. Apparently he was wrong. So I don't want people to not invest because of fear by going swinging the pendulum too far to the other side, but it is wisdom. They're in the middle to say, hey, I don't like what's going on. I smell fascism. I smell Fauci running the economy. I, you know, I don't li- I'm a libertarian. Leave me free because a free man will drive an economy. But when you start tinkering around in the background in the back rooms with these things, uh, is there something to be concerned about? Sure. So you've just got to be wise about it, but so, not so, don't oversteer the car and flip it. So can I? Absolutely. But um, let me let me ask you a couple of things. First of all. I was called a fear monger in 2006 and seven when I said this housing stuff with the banks, it doesn't work. There is going to be a collapse. Everybody called me crazy. As you know, what happened uh, was the crash of 2008. Now, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And that is only because of TARP, uh, which was something that is absolutely unconstitutional and unthinkable yeah. before that crash. No question. Um, no question. You know, I haven't read uh, Kawasaki's book, but I respect him and I know him. Um, but yeah, he's a good guy. I think there, you know, is there's this difference between America, uh, the end of America, and the end of, as he said, the stock market as we know it. Because I well, look at if, the stock if, market today and it makes no sense we're closing down all of you know all businesses in america and the rest of the world and the stock market continues to go up that's not the well, stock market that i know market. well the stock market on the short term is driven by profits and profits are very very real right now in spite of all the economic crap that's out there the profits are very real but to predict the end of the stock market is to predict every household name that right. we know right, right, right. of evaporating. Home Depot, Microsoft, Apple, yep. uh, McDonald's, Coca-Cola are all zero. Yep. That's the end of the stock market. That is the end of America. Yes, it is. But I'm what I'm asking you is the end of the stock market as we know it. I don't know what he wrote, and maybe he wrote that it was going to be at zero. I don't believe that. I believe there are companies that will, just like in the Great Depression, companies that will fall away, companies that are tried and true and rock solid, and oh, they yeah. will continue. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime stupid is stress tested, we get to see it's stupid. So that's what that's what happens. And I think I think in '08, maybe you and I were arguing about gold, if I remember, or I was arguing with somebody about it uh, because everybody was buying gold in that crash. And I just pulled this up a minute ago. I told people don't buy gold. I've always told them don't buy gold. And so in the last ten years, gold has had a three point seven one percent rate of return, and the stock market has had a twelve point two percent rate of return. So I don't don't buy gold. Well, okay. no, I disagree with you. I mean, the three three point five, or when I started talking about it, it's been it's up ten x. Um, however, I don't buy it as my get rich thing, and I say this all the time. I don't buy it for investment. I buy it for insurance against insanity. You know, this is the same reason why China just purchased 220,000 tons of gold. In the end, when the madness of printing becomes clear, 
the world generally resets to some sort of a commodity, commodity, usually gold. That's what they're doing now in China. So if it completely melts down, it resets to a barter economy and then we'll, an, a currency will erupt. And you, you'll see that in a completely collapsed economy of Venezuela or a, a Nazi Germany Correct. when hyperinflation and it was a wheelbarrow load of mm-hmm. uh, money to buy a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And so you had hyperinflation kick in. And so what happens is that currency is based on trust. So it's actually a spiritual animal in that sense. And so when you quit trusting that a piece of green paper with the president's face on it will buy something, then you have to trust that something else will work. And if you trust gold will work, that's fine. But in a completely melted down economy, people really want bullets, water, blue jeans, and gasoline. So what do you say about the reset of a currency, which, you know, Russia and China are doing clearly trying to take the petrodollar apart. So half the world would go that way if their plan would work. Uh, and a reset to a digital dollar. Well, it, it can happen. Again, the thing that has to happen for these things to occur is trust has to evaporate. You have to no longer believe. When a certain number of people believe that a Bitcoin is worth something, that's the only thing that makes it worth something. It has no intrinsic value. Actually, a bar of gold has no intrinsic value any more than a piece of green paper does. Right. It's when people are fighting over it, and they're Correct. arguing about it, negotiating for it, that gives it value. And so that's the trust factor. And so you can move trust around in currencies. And that's why, if it, and I don't recommend trading currencies. I don't trade currencies. But if you're going to trade on the yen, you would say, all right, what is the outlook for China's economic condition? Right. So I'm not, so talking, about, I'm not talking about trading currencies. I'm talking about the changing of currencies. We've done it a couple well, of times thing, in the though. past. Well, yeah, but, but the, based, the average the person thing. loses about... 40% on their dollar. And if you read Yellen, Yellen is talking about this time it'll be different because it will be an equitable exchange when the, the, when the new currency would be introduced, uh, which scares the hell out of me. But um, Sure, that's all socialism language, and that's right. just BS. And then the thing, the thing that's going to happen... Wait, wait, wait. What happens so to- you mean it, when you say BS, you mean it's not going to happen? I mean, she, has, she, she does not have the power she thinks she has. There's too many of us that really trust and believe in the free enterprise system and really trust and believe in America for, the, for a couple of ha- a handful of socialists to actually run the dadgum thing. We're not going to tolerate it. You think people would have stayed in their houses much longer off of Fauci? We were about done, boy. I mean, we were all about done, weren't we? Were we about to come out of our houses with pitchforks and torches? I, mean, I don't know. I live in Texas, so, so it was fine. We're tolerate this stuff. <laughs> Do what? I live in Texas, so it was fine uh, here. Yeah, but I, I mean, think the rest the, of the country was. I went back to work, yeah. and I was trying to kill my employees. So, right. you know, I mean, right. it's just nutty. Just nutty. So the bottom line is, is there's enough critical thinkers out there that are capitalists that do believe in this, that it is harder to take over the world than, than it sounds. Uh, in my opinion. Now, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's fun discussion because I love you. you got such a great brain. I love talking to you about this stuff. But, uh, and, and, you know, and again, it's, it's a friendly territory because we've got so much respect for each other over the years. But the, uh, uh, so I think that I'm not going to write a book that predicts a crash because I've seen too many books written <laughs> later yeah. bounce back on people. Sure. And I'm not predicting that on you, by the way. I'm just saying I'm not going to change my investment strategy dramatically uh, because I am fearful of the world as we know it to quit operating. Well, I will tell you that there's a lot of people out there that give advice that I think are morons. 
I agree with your advice because you're you are built around get out of debt. Uh, And there's nothing that you could do that is better for preparedness for any eventuality, good or bad. The funny thing is that works. That works when you're prospering and the economy is going bonkers. Good. Yep. And it works when there's really bad times and these people in control are being fascist and nutty. Real quick. So, you know, it's hard to foreclose on my house, you know, under current law. If I don't have a mortgage real quick, I only have about a minute, minute and a half. Your thoughts on inflation. Uh, there's three components to it right now. The energy component is 100% on Biden's desk. He has completely screwed the pooch on this. It's a supply-demand problem. He cut the faucet off trying to be all greeny, yep. and he drove gas prices through the roofs. He single-handedly did it. It's an administrative nightmare. Uh, there's another portion of it he had nothing to do with, but he's getting blamed for, and that was we shut everything down, factories and everything, for 90 days or 120 days or six months, and we screwed up the supply and then we screwed up the supply chain. So there was an earthquake at sea. And when the tsunami hit, it was everybody came out and started buying stuff. And there wasn't any stuff to buy. And so this supply-demand curve drove the prices through the roof. That wasn't his fault. Uh, then the third piece is the labor disruption. And part of that's his fault because he paid people to sit on their butts at home yeah. when they should have gotten back to work. And if they would gotten back to work, we could have got the economy moving again in a proper way. Instead, they're coming back. We're paying people $20 an hour at Target. Guess what? Target marks up the price of those goods yeah. on the shelf to cover the $20 guy, putting them on the shelf. So you're paying for his living wage. How much, how much worse does it quality. get? Yeah. How much it's worse does it get? things together. I, you know, I think it's going to smooth out pretty quick. The energy thing's the most disturbing because it can be controlled and he could fix it really quick, but he's not going to. Dave, I love you. Dave Ramsey, you too, the uh, name of his book. I mean, I disagree with you on almost all of this, but um, the name of his book is Baby Steps Millionaires. With. What'd you say? <laughs> What good is a friend you agree with all the time? <laughs> uh, Baby Step Millionaires is the name of the book. Uh, it's a it's a New York Times bestseller, as if that means anything anymore. Uh, no, Baby, uh, Baby Steps Millionaire, Dave Ramsey. If you've never listened to the Dave Ramsey show, you should. Uh, it is a great way to get your house in order. Dave, thank you very much. God bless. Love you, bro. Be good. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Relief Factor. Uh, I got an email in from uh, Lauren. Uh, I have the typical aches and pains that you get when you start to age, but I believe Relief Factor has has given me more energy in the morning. I feel like getting out of bed and doing projects again. I've always been fairly active, but in the last year, I just started slowing down, and Relief Factor helps me get through all of the rough spots. Lauren? Lauren? Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that you're feeling better. If you are if you are dealing with pain, aches and pains that we normally have or severe pain, even please just try relief factory. Three week quick start developed for you is nineteen ninety five. It's a dollar a day. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered relief factor and about 70 percent go on to order it month after month. Relief factor relieffactor.com 1995 three-week quick start get it now relieffactor.com or call 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relieffactor.com relief factor feel the difference 10 seconds station id This is an example of two people that hold fundamental differences 
on something big. Uh, he does not believe, obviously, in the Great Reset or even the the changeover of the currency. I do. Um, and that's a big part of, you know, what I talk about and what I believe and what drives me. Um, he doesn't believe that. But I know he's really good at what he does. And I believe a lot of the things. I mean, we agree on probably 90% of, of everything else. Let's just say it was yeah. even 50% of everything else, which is not. It's probably closer to 90. Um, we can still be friends. And there's a fundamental uh, shift in our thinking. The difference between us, that's a big shift. But we can't bash each other. We can't stop being friends with people who we disagree with, even on big issues like this. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Decisions made this week in the Fed meeting are going to influence where rates go. They're probably going to, this is tomorrow, probably going to raise a quarter point, uh, which won't really mean anything to you in the short term. You know, if you're buying a car, maybe it's $3 more a month because of that interest rate. Um, but if it is something that they are going to start raising again and really start to move it, it is going to affect uh, everything in your life. It's going to affect your credit cards. You're probably paying about 16% right now if you have the typical credit card. That could become 20, 21, 25 quickly, and you will never be able to pay those things off. The best thing you can do is get out of debt, especially with high interest. If you want a, a consolidation loan, the people to call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them, talk to them, tell them your situation and see if they can't help you. AmericanFinancing.net. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for your membership to Blaze TV. You can save 10 bucks by using the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Pray for the people in Russia as well as the people in Ukraine. There is a big anti-war effort going on in Russia, and it is getting ugly. Uh, you can you can see the things that have been uh, leaked out on the internet on the number of arrests that are happening now from people. If you disagree with the war, you can't say anything. Um, and they will pick you up. That woman that was on television, the national broadcast for the evening news in Russia, uh, the Russian anchor was giving the news. And this other newswoman walked behind her with a sign that said, stop listening to the lies. They're lying to you. No war uh, with Russia. Um, and uh, and she can't be found today. So pray for those who are standing up and speaking the truth. Because I think that will be um, a lot of people all around the world. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. This is, uh, this is going to show my cowardice of life a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Is it worth it? Is what she did, was that a good decision? Yeah, I think it was. I think I'm supposed to say that it was. And I, 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 when I watch it, I say, you know what? That's, a, that's really brave and a good decision. However, when I think about it, it's like, 
pragmatically for a moment, mm. maybe a million people in Russia saw that. It's probably a high number. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, a million people saw it. How many minds did she change? I don't know. Maybe a few, right? A few thousand, maybe? I, I don't, don't think know. about changing minds. I think about giving people the feeling, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And there are people in very high places that mm-hmm. know. Okay. Can you imagine if that happened on ABC News yeah. when they were talking about the Great Reset and somebody, and, uh, somebody uh, that worked in the newsroom walked behind and said, don't listen to them about COVID. Don't listen to them. They're lying to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make a huge impact, at least at least at the very least on the psyche. It would make you if you believed in it already, it would it would make you feel good about it. I think uh, it might change a few minds too. like maybe have a few people looking into something. Um, there was a story, I think it was the New York Times, one of these one of the mainstream sources talked about a, a father son. Uh, duo one father living in russia son living in ukraine mm-hmm. and the son in the yeah. war starts and he's like hey you know hadn't heard from my dad like i'm getting bombs are falling all around mm-hmm. me and I'm no, my dad hasn't even called me to see if i'm okay so he calls his dad is like hey you know what's going on here i'm in ukraine like you know bombs are falling it's like no 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 that's not happening his dad mm-hmm. in russia didn't believe his own son believed the state media who was telling them that's not happening. They're just going to denazify the region. Mm. Um, so it's, it's pretty powerful. And maybe it did change some minds. But on the other hand, she also gave up or she really sacrificed maybe her probably life. her life. I mean, let's yeah. be honest about it. If it, 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 whatever life she might have uh, ahead of her is, is either close to destroyed or destroyed. So this is one reason why I want you to start thinking differently about the world. Let me give you an example. Um, a month ago, it was insane to think about that we were going to actually think that maybe somebody would drop a nuke anywhere in the world, right? That's nuts. We all know that's nuts. But you have to know who you're playing against. And right now, the world is a little nuts. Let me take you back to October 1969. Six American B-52 bombers, each loaded with a nuclear bomb, flew over Alaska toward the Russian border. Most people don't know this. President Nixon ordered the mission. He had been in office less than nine months, uh, seven years after barely avoiding a nuclear war with a Cuban missile crisis. He decides to order missiles on B-52s to start flying towards Moscow. So we, we didn't start the Cuban missile crisis, but this one we did. So remember, Nixon was the vice president under Eisenhower and the Cold War was at full tilt in the 1950s. And we kept each other in check by what was called MAD, mutually assured destruction. You could destroy each other. So why would anybody do it? However, all of this, this theory depended on a country's ability to strike back within minutes of being fired upon. Otherwise, your missiles would be crippled and you couldn't retaliate. That's where the nuclear football comes in. It's the black satchel carried by the military aid wherever the president goes. And it has the launch options, the codes, communication, so we can have a nuclear response instantaneously. Well, one of the reasons Nixon won in 1968 is because he said, I'm going to end the Vietnam War. But after he took office, negotiations with the communist North, uh, North uh, Vietnamese stalled, and he needed something that would start the peace talks again. 
So Henry Kissinger and President Nixon hatched an idea, a very risky plan. They would make the Soviet Union think that Nixon was on the verge of using nuclear weapons to end the war in Vietnam. And that hopefully would cause the Soviets to say, North Vietnam, you got to go back to the table. Nixon told his chief of staff, quote, I want the North Vietnamese to believe that I've reached the point that I might do anything to stop the war. We'll just slip the word to them that, for God's sake, you know, Nixon is obsessed about communism. We can't restrain him when he's angry and he has his hand on the nuclear button, end quote. So during the last two weeks of 1969, the U.S. Air Force and Navy Navy mobilized nuclear armed planes and submarines around the world. They wanted enough activity to make the Soviets notice, but not enough to spark a crisis. The nuclear angle made everything really kind of tricky. So after a few days of U.S. readiness exercises, the Soviet ambassador requested a meeting with President Nixon and Nixon put on his best poker face. And he told um, the uh, the ambassador that he was serious about this. The ambassador reported back to the Kremlin that the Vietnamese crisis was, quote, taking such an emotional coloration that Nixon is unable to control himself, end quote. So you've got planes with nukes flying towards Russia. The ambassador tells the Russians the Soviets don't pressure the Vietnamese. He raised the stakes, ordered nuclear armed flights, six B-2, uh, B-52 bombers over Alaska. They reported the flights for three days. On the third day of flyovers, the Soviet ambassador sent an urgent message to Moscow saying he wasn't so sure that Nixon wouldn't pull the trigger. But the Russians thought differently. They thought, he's not going to do it. This is a bluff. He won't do it. Nixon was looking at this as a winnable bluff, a winnable chess match. But there's a couple of things to look at here and learn from history. We said we were going to send planes to Poland. Then, for some strange reason, we said no. Every time we say there's a red line in the sand and we don't do it, they learn something about us. But there's something else that we should learn from. There is zero margin of error when it comes to nuclear weapons. In the last few days of the Nixon presidency, he was depressed and he was drunk a lot of the time. And there was concern at the time that his irrational uh, thinking at the time, he might just do a nuclear launch. Does anybody have the same concerns about Putin if the Ukrainian war drags on? Does anybody have that? Nixon's defense secretary said if Nixon gave any nuclear launch order, Military commanders had to check with the defense secretary or Kissinger before proceeding. You heard that one before? The defense secretary wasn't actually allowed to change the protocol like that, but the Nixon White House never had many qualms about bending the rules, especially on this one. 
It was the morning of August 9th, 1974. Nixon signed his one-sentence resignation order. At 10 a.m. in the morning, he walked out of the White House for the last time. He departed on Marine One. He was still president for another two hours. But the nuclear football remained at the White House. All right, let me talk to you a little bit about Goldline. I, uh, I'll tell you right now, been a great investment uh, for many, uh, but I don't buy it as an investment. I buy it against a hedge against insanity. People always say, oh, gold is a hedge against inflation. Well, that, that, would, be, that would be now. Um, but no matter what anybody says, when the world resets, it does reset to uh, barter, and then it resets to gold every single time that's why china is doing it now um i want you to call goldline now and ask them about some of the things that they've got going on right now yeah we were talking about gold a little bit this hour with uh with dave ramsey earlier and you know if he, he mentioned the 10-year number that it was uh, not a great return on gold over the 10 years 3.5 something like that yeah, yeah which is less it's still obviously up but less than the stock market and that's true if you measure from exactly 10 years ago when, when there was sort of a, a little bit of a bubble and then it came back down for a few years. But if Well, you, he specifically talked about, you know, back before the crash and around the crash, you were talking about gold. And I told people don't do that because that was crazy. Yeah, gold's way, way up from those periods. In fact, when we first started talking about it, it's up six or seven X just looking at the chart, eyeballing it, where the S&P 500 is only up four X from there. So, I mean, it obviously depends on when you when you measure these things. But I mean, the. Gold is at an all-time high, and you know we're at what two thousand dollars, and it's been rising. It's been a really good investment from the period we've been talking about it. And and you've never come out and said like, oh, what you need to do is take all your money and buy gold bars and keep them in your house. like. You're talking about it as part of your of, of your strategy, and it's it's worked out very well for it's the people a hedge here. Against insanity, yeah. Uh, and gold and silver are something. I mean, Dave Ramsey was just on, and he was talking about a barter community. Well, you might barter in blue jeans, but you're and bullets, um, but you would also barter in something like silver. You know, I've been saying for a long time, you have to think like a German Jew. Look, things went on. You know, the economy tanked. But things went on in Germany. And even after the fascists took over, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We survive all of this. That'll be the shocking thing. Most people survive. You just have to get from point A to point B. And uh, when they were taking everything away from the people who disagreed with the uh, Third Reich, uh, they would barter in diamonds and art and silver and gold uh, until it was finally taken from their teeth in the end. Uh, gold has intrinsic value. And right now, with every graded $5 gold Indian purchased, you'll receive one of the unique silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. Call Goldline to find out why I buy the type of gold that I do and why it may or may not be right for your family. Also, if you're already a client of Goldline, there's additional bonuses offered this week. Just call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. 
Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Have you followed this Hong Kong situation at all? What is going on with COVID in Hong Kong? No. Very bizarre. It's unique to the world, I think. They went for zero COVID. They yeah. went down that strategy. Right. And, you know, plenty of places have attempted that. It's obviously not very successful in most mm-hmm. of them, especially since Omicron hit. Mm-hmm. But they went down this road and oddly didn't vaccinate their old people. So, like, a decent wow. amount of their population is vaccinated, but it, but not people who are, like, 80 and older. For whatever reason, they didn't... Only about a third For of people... For whatever reason. Let's <laughs> guess what that reason is. What is the... I don't... Well, do they it. just changed their one-child policy to mm. say three children. Jesus. Why? Because they don't have... They don't have the population at the lower end oh, to keep funding the upper end. It's interesting. I didn't really think of the... Uh, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's that's a country uh, that doesn't believe in the individual. Get rid of them. Just let them die. And we've hit let that point where Hong Kong is no longer really separate. I mean, yeah, that, no, that happened. Is. That was, it's by the way, China. a big cause for what we're seeing, I think, in, with, with yes. Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. A signal to the world what the United States is going to do in these situations. But they didn't vaccinate their old people. So they had no COVID, no natural immunity because the COVID never really hit there until like last month. And now it's taken over. To the point where they have now broken records uh, for when it comes to rate, obviously, um, not raw numbers, but when it comes to rate of of the most COVID deaths are now at uh, the highest uh, uh, daily COVID uh, deaths of the pandemic. Um, And uh, it is uh, it's including like beating like Italy from like March 2020. Uh, It's past all of them. From when it comes to rates, it's past like all of the European countries throughout this entire thing. So is that because they they stayed inside, so they didn't get any natural immunity? No natural immunity, and the the zero COVID thing held until this. You know, they until. had basically so no one got natural immunity, so it's all hitting at the same time. They've got something like a five percent uh, mortality rate for for these in this group because no it's 80 years old so when you when you're 80 years old and you get this obviously that's the real danger point but there's no protection no natural immunity and almost no vaccine immunity only about a third of the population uh above 80 years old was vaccinated and in that group about half of that was you know sort of mediocre chinese vaccines that may or may not oh, do I anything uh, so, how dare you <laughs> I know, how dare I, you i know i know it's yeah. racist probably for right, me to say that the chinese vaccines suck in comparison right. but still so they are in this like white privilege real real problem right now and i you wonder if the chinese government is just like oh okay well mm. If, if they encouraged that over the uh, last couple of years, that's that would be fascinating. Because they're still going for zero COVID, too. And now that's going to affect the supply chain all over again because China's shutting down. By the way, I believe the first national stamp to show somebody flipping somebody off comes from Ukraine. They have a sh- soldier on an island flipping off a Russian uh, <laughs> boat. God bless Ukraine. This is... The Glenn Back Program.
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have been looking for Republicans that are not rhinos. Republicans that uh, will actually say what they mean and mean what they say. Uh, And that might be that, you know, you're soft on different things. That's great. Just let us know so we can make our choice about you as a candidate. I'm looking for somebody that really understands the situation where America is uh, really, truly headed if we don't have strong people in uh, in the Congress and the Senate this next term. I mean, people that will actually stand for the Constitution. Well, there's a former Green Beret that is running in, of all places, Washington State against a... Uh, a rhino Republican. His name is Joe Kent. I'll introduce you to him in 60 seconds. While the media and political class is obsessed with supporting anything and everything that is outside of America, it is important that we focus on our country, our families, and American businesses that are doing the right thing, believe in the same thing that we all believe in, you know, thing like the Bill of Rights, those businesses need our support. We need a a dual economy, quite honestly. Uh, We need people that we can trust and support them as they support us. And these companies also have to be providing at least the service that you could get elsewhere. That's where Patriot Mobile comes in. Patriot Mobile believes in what we believe and they stand for it. I mean, they're they they believe in washington's words deeds not words deeds they are out all the time fighting and using their own money to fight for the first amendment and the second amendment and all of the amendments and life itself patriot mobile also is on the same cell towers as everybody else so you get the same great service and you get it at a lower cost sometimes customers are saving as much as half off of their monthly phone bill so switch now to patriotmobile.com slash back patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972 patriot welcome to the studio joe kent how are you i'm doing well thanks for having me so you are running in the third district of washington which is right across the river from portland yep that's it wow and it it is republican it is we are a solidly republican district believe it or not so vancouver is essentially a suburb of portland shared economies a lot of folks commute into into portland oregon however our politics have remained very red we're r plus 11 you get out of the city and we're in the heart of timber country one of two congressional districts that actually touches the pacific ocean that are red wow uh, that is that's remarkable. I mean, I I grew up in the Seattle area, and uh, there ain't anything left that seems <laughs> conservative. And you are not uh, you're not a Rhino Republican. Tell me what you stand for. Tell me why you're running. Because that's I mean, might as well strap a suicide vest on. That's craziness. Yeah. So I never intended on going into politics, serving the military for a little over twenty years. The Green Beret uh, deployed eleven times to combat for this country. I uh, served for about a year after I got out of Special Forces in the CIA as a paramilitary operations officer. 
intended on just staying uh, overseas, fighting our nation's wars. I thought that was my life calling. Uh, my late wife was also in the military. She was killed fighting ISIS in Syria about a Jeez. month after Trump tried to get our troops out the first time. So I stepped aside from uh, government service at that point, intended on just coming back to the Pacific Northwest, raising my kids where I grew up, trying to focus on that. Had a brief chance to meet President Trump, and I told him that, hey, you're, you're getting the foreign policy right in a way that none of the experts yep. have. You, yep. You're nailing it, but you're getting thwarted at the mid to senior levels in a way that I had never seen before. I came in under, under Clinton, served through Bush and Obama. The transitions of powers that we, we see, they're, they're normally very routine. The government mm-hmm. services are supposed to serve the commander-in-chief and the Constitution. Right. When Trump came in, there was a culture that tr- uh, changed overnight, and mid to senior level leaders had no problems, you know, saying bad things about the president and really even going against his orders. And so, my wife was killed a month after Trump gave the order to get our troops out, and that's when Jim Mattis, Brett McGurk, a bunch of other unelected bureaucrats, drugged their feet to leave our troops there. And so, I wanted to tell him, you know, what I'd seen on the ground level. I thought nothing else would come from it, but I developed a relationship with the the Trump administration, worked heavily on the Trump 2020 campaign. At the same time, I was moving back to the Pacific Northwest where I grew up. I actually grew up in Portland. Mm-hmm. And then I watched that whole area just get, you know, the, the uh, draconian COVID lockdowns. It took away our First Amendment rights, took away our ability to send our kids to schools. And then the riots kicked off. And I watched Antifa and BLM, you know, weaponize this violence for their political ends. How does anyone there live there and, and not say, okay, enough is yeah. enough? How, how does that happen? What, what is the thinking? Combination of fear and I think just good and good good intentions paving the road to hell. Truly, I mean, I think there's a lot of decent people there that lean left, and it's become their entire identity. And then when they see what they're told on the media is righteous and just causes like BLM or Antifa fighting against the fascism, when they see that, they will not. They will look past all of the violence that's absolutely destroying their cities. And how many people? I think after years of this, they're they're finally leaving. They're moving out. A lot of the businesses leaving. Although some people still haven't come to that political reckoning. I, I decided to get out of there and move over to the third district to get my kids away from that because that's not where I wanted to raise them. When I, when I saw that your average citizen there was either too scared to speak out against it because they didn't want to get they didn't want to be labeled as a racist or pro-fascist wow. um, or they were just you know paralyzed by fear. They didn't want to they didn't want to say anything because I think Americans were lucky. We're sheltered. We don't understand what violence on our streets looks like. And that has a power. It really does. And it's a tragic thing. But the way that Antifa weaponized that violence to create this environment of fear, just seeing that, I, I knew I had to get my kids over to a, a more conservative district. So you were talking about uh, President Trump and, and making the right calls um, uh, on the, you know, on the ground and, and, uh, and foreign policy. I just saw a uh, just saw a story about Saudi Arabia. Listen to this. Saudi Arabia in active talks with Beijing to price some of its oil sales uh, to China in yuan, people familiar with the matter said. The talks in China and uh, over yuan-priced oil contracts have been off and on for six years, but have accelerated this year as the Saudis are growing increasingly unhappy with uh, the United States. The Saudis are angry over the U.S.'s lack of support for their intervention in the Yemen civil war. That was 2014-2015. Then the Biden administration's attempt to strike a deal with Iran over the nuclear program that's going on now. And Saudi officials say they were shocked by the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan last year. We we are undoing every every bit of good that Donald Trump did around the world um, because the left and the media refuse to recognize it as a good thing. Um, and we are now pushing 
China, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. everybody to the other side. We, we are becoming a, a, a world, a world that's going to be at war with the China influence. And I don't even know the Western influence. I don't even know if it'll be American influence. Right. We essentially handed our entire economy to China, who has been very open about the fact that they're in an economic war with us. We shipped our manufacturing base over there. And then we've had this reckless policy of printing more money, the quantitative easing, whatever you want to call it, and then us not having an actual manufacturing base. And this is where I think President Trump, when he came on the scene, he was an assault to the corporate ruling class. Mm -hmm. He said he wanted to bring our jobs back, seal off our borders, get us out of these needless foreign wars, and focus on putting America first. And that's really why I think you saw a much stronger and more realistic foreign policy that didn't involve us bleeding out in the the far reaches of the world during the Trump administration. But Biden and these globalists, they are very much part of this system that want to, using air quotes, expand democracy. They want to expand our our influence that way. The Bushite, the Bushites wanted to do it through a barrel of a gun, but these guys want to do it through non-governmental organizations, through the State Department, and really not focus on our economy. They benefit from the Chinese having this much power, and the Chinese have done a great job of buying off our elites, buying into major hedge funds, and this is just this acceleration that we're seeing to take away the sovereignty of America and really of every sovereign nation state that's willing to stand up and the way we're pushing the Russians I think is extremely reckless Why do you say that? Because the Russians we do not want the Russians as bad as Putin is We don't want them close with China because if they start developing this alternative system that back that that relies on the yuan and they are we kick them off swift We have all these draconian sanctions against them and then we say that we don't even want to negotiate We're going to continue to arm your enemies that are right on your border this this NATO expansion that everybody who had anything to do with containment prior to the Biden administration, even going back to George Cannon and the end of the Cold War, they said, this is a disaster. Don't threaten Russia like this. This is what will happen. You know, it's really frightening um, to look at what we've done to Russia just in the banking system. Yeah. Um, they have the money because we haven't really cut off their oil supply. Um, they have the money mm-hmm. to meet their bills. We've we have uh, banks that are holding all of their dollars and their treasuries. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, oh, we won't accept your payment in rubles. Well, wait a minute. We have the money. Just let us exchange it so we don't default on that. Yeah, we're talking about now putting them in default just because we won't change their money from rubles. That means that. Their money in any kind of central bank, any kind of bond outside of a country they trust or their own is worthless. And we're not just teaching it to them. We're teaching it to the whole world. We are. And and the Chinese are right there waiting. This is what China does. They offer a decent financial transaction, a financial deal. They say, hey, we'll back up your currency. You can do business with us. And then now we're just seeing this massive consolidation of Saudi Arabia with Iran. They're making inroads with India as well. They're trying to consolidate the Eurasia landmass. And that's absolutely catastrophic. And then it's going to be all at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party, who not only is in an economic war with us, but we rely on them to buy off our debt bonds and for our manufacturing base. So I, I fear that we're approaching essentially because we, we've taken our eye off the ball with putting our country first, our economy first. We're on these foreign interventions. I think we're heading for a financial Pearl Harbor when China says, actually, the yuan is the new prime reserve currency holder. Oh, yeah. And we're not buying your debt bonds anymore. Right. Then we're Argentina. Yeah. Um let me ask you about the Great Reset. What do you know about it? What are your thoughts on ESG and what should be done? I think we have to get very aggressive. Uh, I, I think the whole ESG system, I think the amount of control that Wall Street and the global elites have, 
um, over our economy and just as dependent as we are on these other countries, especially China, we, we have to stop that. We have to get on a wartime footing to bring back our manufacturing. I think we're going to have to go after a ton of our elite that are at the top of the food chain of Wall Street. And this is not common Republican talk. This is a, a nationalist policy that's going to make the great endeavor of our generation to become independent uh, manufacturing back home, our uh, energy back home, not bleeding out on foreign battlefields, but then really making sure that we can stand alone uh, without the reliance of China, without yeah, the, the that won't leads. happen with an ESG score and, a, no. and the banks that we have And these banks. We have bailed them out and bailed them out. We're still bailing. We, we don't know which one. Right. But one bank is in a in a close to failing position. They won't tell us which one. One hundred and fifty billion dollars last week in a bailout. Uh, and we don't know who it is, but it's one of our banks. We continue to do this and they are taking that money and using it against true American interests. Yeah, they're taking our pension fund money and they're using it to bail out the China. Correct. Their housing bubble, their issues, when they're not taking it and buying up housing to drive the housing market up to price Americans out of being able to Where do you home. stand on, on, you know, climate change and, you know, our use of oil and all of that? I think we need to use our what we have what we're blessed with in America to make ourselves independent. If that's fossil fuels, if that's fracking, then then so be it. If we want to also explore green energy and all those types of solutions, that's fine. Let's do that, but let's not, you know, chop off our nose despite our face. Let's not say that we have to go automatically to this green electric car based uh, system right. right now while we could be using fossil fuels. Plus, I mean, the, the vast majority of the materials that go to, you know, the battery powered cars and all that, we don't harvest them here in America. Once again, we're relying on the Chinese Communist Party. That Build Back Better plan that was almost passed because Republicans caved. Joe Manchin and Christian Sinema are the ones that saved us. Yeah, I know. But that thing on its first pass was like, I think, 300 to $350 billion just for the electric vehicle charging stations and all that material is coming from China. We're, uh, we're talking to uh, Joe Kent. He's running for Congress, JoeKentForCongress.com. Uh, he is a uh, Republican out of Washington State. Um, I talked to President Trump about you know, when he first said the deep state stuff, mm. it made me uncomfortable because it right. sounds conspiratorial. What he means is just the bureaucracy yes. that doesn't care who's president. They're doing what they're going to do. Um, and he's right on that. 100%. I didn't realize how deep that went. But I told the I told the president, if you run and if you win, you're going to have to almost shut down all of those agencies. You have to just clean house. Everybody, you're yeah. all out. Yep. Um, and he said, I can't do it with a mealy-mouthed Republican Party. That's right. Uh, how do you view the deep state and this bureaucracy that's everywhere? Bringing the administrative state, the deep state, the permanent ruling class to heal, I think has to be one of our number one priorities, especially we can start that when we take back the House next year using the power of oversight. We can yeah. really go after the intelligence community. We can go after the Justice Department January 6th, sending the counterterrorism task force to school boards to target parents. That's a great place to start. Yeah. So is all the abuses of FISA that took place in the last administration going after the NSA and the CIA. These are very powerful institutions that should be protecting American citizens and protecting U.S. interests, Do you not think being that targeted. Do you think there's enough Republicans that will do that? I think if there's not, we have to start shaming them. I mean, we have the, the power of oversight is powerful. I mean, Congress and the Senate could be getting to the bottom of a lot of this. 
Um, and that's something that's a good use of our time when we have a, a Democrat president. We can't pass legislation, right? He's not going to sign any of it. So we can kill off his agenda. I think we should do that. I think we should impeach him as well. But we can also be using oversight to get to the bottom of all these issues, especially the deep state, the administrative state. That's absolutely essential. And then when we get President Trump back in office, I think he's going to run. I think he's going to win. We have to be ready with an army of presidential appointees that we've vetted, that we know are ideologically aligned with us to go in there. And then we have to pass real legislation that allows the president to fire uh, members of the federal government that aren't working at his behest. And then also, if any policy is going to be made, we have to have actual uh, presidential appointees in there, part of that decision-making process to ensure the, the will of the American people is being served in the executive right. branch. I don't want to do anything to, to uh, strengthen the executive branch even more without Congress, uh, but uh, we got to get Congress. We got to get Congress back into the game. Mm-hmm. They just ceded all their power. Uh, Congress needs to be making the laws, not absolutely not these agencies. Um, one quick question. Uh, we got about a minute. Um, how's your soul? <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's been tested a lot in my life, but it's strong. I got a strong family, strong faith. So I, I feel like this is a, a critical fight for our country. I have two young sons. They and lost you know what you're walking into. I mean, because yeah, I, a- I talk to people who like you. They think they know what they're walking into, and then they get there, and they call me six months later and go, oh, my God, it's it's uh, it's yeah, I just had somebody call me who I really respect, who said the spirit of God, the spirit of decency is gone. It's like it's a it's it's an evil kind of feeling in Washington, D.C. right now. There's no yeah. no spirit. Yeah, no, I, I think that's tragically right i mean i'm ready for the fight because i think okay. if we don't uh, if we don't take it back then we're then we're gone and then, we're we, then we lose the world yeah thank you so much thank his you. name is uh joe kent uh jo- it's joe kent for congress yep that's right uh, joe kent for congress.com okay thank you very much joe let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's american financing american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org have you given much uh much thought onto what you're going to do if the interest rates go up higher they're going to go up higher probably tomorrow, but by about probably a quarter point. It's not going to affect you this time. But if they continue to raise them, and we should know tomorrow what their plan is, uh, you're going to you're going to first really feel it, I think, in the credit cards um, and that in your mortgage. If your mortgage isn't uh, locked in, you're going to start feeling that creep of the interest rates. And when it comes to credit cards and your mortgage, it could cripple you. Please call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them. See if they can't give you a refi or if there's uh, something you could do like a consolidation loan to get these monkeys of interest off your back as much as possible. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. <clears throat> as we're uh, as we're looking at uh, crazy things that are going on around the uh, world, and we're we're talking to uh, Joe about uh, the Washington area. Could we do we have time to play the Chicago resident? Go ahead. Here's cut one. We got a war right here. We ain't got to go over to where they having a war at. We having a war right here. Living in constant fear. 
and every day we getting shot. I get so sad of these sirens. Seems to be a daily reminder for Barbara Thompson as part of her South Side community is once again wrapped in police tape. It is so bad. And these polices, they working overtime. They so scared. I know they are because I, I fear for myself. This time, a mass shooting shortly after 3.30 Sunday afternoon just outside this Little Caesars near 79th and Exchange. Tell me, tell me who is preaching uh, the real uh, solution for these cities. Is it the left? Is it the administration? Listen to what she just said. Yeah, sad. Uh, and she obviously feels unsafe, but at least she was wearing a mask. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so she everybody should, in everything should be okay. El- everybody in television land is okay. It's okay. The Glenn Beck program. So, Stu got a new dog. Yes. Did you did you actually get him yet? Yes. She uh, she showed up yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may be getting. A new dog. Tanya has to decide this week. Well, these things are contagious. Yes. As we know. So we have one. Now you're going to get one. We're going to get one. Mm-hmm. Except yours is small. Yes. And mine is another 100-pound German <laughs> shepherd. I mean, it's just not good. It's just not good. It's not wise. Will it rip the throat out of anyone who walks in your house? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. This one especially. Yeah. We're having them extra tuned. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we both feed our dogs uh, whatever he feeds his dog, whatever I feed. But we both put rough greens on top. It's a supplement, not a dog food. Has all the vitamins and minerals, everything that your dog might need, uh, including probiotics. That's really important. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first bag for free just to make sure your dog likes it. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash back. The Great Reset, the latest book from Glenn Beck, is available now. You can get the first chapter for free at glensnewbook.com. Do you remember during the uh, State of the Union address when President Biden said, While you're at it, confirm my nominees to the Federal Reserve. That's not looking real promising. Uh, Thank goodness. Uh, And thank you, Senator Joe Manchin. He has made a formal statement saying he will not support the nomination of Sarah Bloom Raskin to the position of vice chair for supervision of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. She's the one that would actually be working directly with the banks on uh, their regulations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, She has said in the past, all U.S. regulators can and should be looking at their existing powers and considering how they might be brought to bear on efforts to mitigate climate risk. Uh, we or the uh, regulators need to be encouraged to think more imaginatively about how they can engage with a local transition effort and how how regulatory changes relating to disclosure, access to credit and pricing of risk support a rapid and just green transition. Notice that this is this tells you everything you need to know. If you know the Great Reset, how regulatory changes relating to disclosure access to credit and pricing of risk 
That is ESG, the Great Reset. Financial regulators must reimagine their own role so they can play their part in the broader reimagining of the economy. Can we stop with reimagining everything? Stop it. Stop it. Now, if Romney doesn't fold, which is pray there's not a stiff wind. Uh, it looks like she will not be confirmed that the Senate, um, the senators in the banking committee uh, are blocking it by not showing up now. They need a quorum uh, to be able to vote and all the Republicans are against. Uh, so <laughs> Sherrod Brown is just looking to just release them anyway. Got to bring them to the floor. Uh, so we'll see. Does that mean they have Republicans in their pocket? A couple of Republicans they think are going to. I think so. Bring them across I mean, why the would you do here? that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, West Virginia. Let me give you some really good news. West Virginia has sent the Down syndrome abortion ban to the governor's desk. Uh, the legislature on Saturday sent the bill banning abortions of babies uh, over a Down syndrome diagnosis to the governor's desk. It passed uh, 81 to 17 on Saturday, and the governor is going to sign it. That is great, great news. Um, also, in Ohio, Governor Mark, uh, De- uh, Mike DeWine, a Republican, has signed a bill making it legal for state residents to carry a gun without first obtaining a state permit. That is the 23rd state in the nation to enact constitutional carry. And I, I love this. I love, I love the fact that now this is called constitutional carry. (laughs) If this is constitutional carry, then why did we have to go get a permit? Yeah, I got news for you. They enacted it in 50 states a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Just the other ones are ignoring what was already enacted. So Idaho is the first uh, state now, more good news, to pass abortion ban based on the Texas law. We will see now that has to uh, that has to stand. They cleared another hurdle the other day, uh, but I, it's still... Dicey. Yeah, we'll see. It's still dicey. The Mississippi one is the one I think is more exciting. That's coming in the Supreme Court here. Uh, No word yet on uh, Idaho on whether they're going to have their uh, business committee pass out of committee today. They're supposed to meet today to pass the ESG bill. And it's there's two bills. This is the easy one. This is the one that says, you know, we're not going to take state money and pension funds to give it to places like BlackRock that are working against the freedom of uh, the state. You know, just they're working against people being able to say, hey, I kind of like fossil fuels or I got a whole forest here. I think we can remain green and yet still cut down a lot of trees. Uh, No, we're not going to put our money and fund those things like BlackRock that are working against us. That's controversial. That's controversial. Uh, In Idaho? In Idaho. Mm. Uh, So we'll see if it passes today. If you haven't already, call your Idaho um, uh, representative and say, hey, look, it doesn't matter if I agree or disagree with you. I just want to know where everyone stands because you all say you're for it. But then when it gets into the committee, it strangely just kind of goes dark. 
and nobody hears from it ever again. So I just would like an up or down vote so people know who they're voting for. So are you seeing a lot of other states going down this road? Or, or oh, people, tons. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 over 20. I can't remember. There's over 20. Uh, South Carolina is about to uh, launch into theirs. It's it's going quite well. Are you seeing a wide separation as to the uh, quality of these bills? Because yes. we saw that with the CRT stuff where some of them, I think, were written poorly and yeah. overreaching and weird and could go with you know could create negative consequences others yeah. were, were done really well this one is the one in idaho i think would have would be if it passes would be the the strongest with the least amount of effect on businesses because they look at it the people who are in idaho that are drafting this legislation they're they're very strong republicans and uh and free market people and they are saying it's like the murder law <laughs> It doesn't it doesn't affect your life, Stu, unless you murder someone, (laughs) you know. So uh, if the bank is just like, nope, you know, your credit score is fine and they don't say, yeah, I know. But I've been seeing on your social media that you've been down talking to the school board and being part of that activity on the school board and you become a reputational risk for the bank. I don't know if we can do business with you then. You're in trouble. The bank is in trouble. That's like murder. Unless they do that, it doesn't kick in. That's fine. Uh, So if uh, the way this would work, too, if I'm if I'm understanding this right, I know you did happen to write a book on this particular topic. Yeah. But like it's not like the guy at the bank is going through your social media trying to determine whether you're uh, whether you are a good person uh, or going to get them in trouble with ESG scores or not. Well, somebody will. But but it, it happens at a different level, and then the score is what the bank the ta- the person Correct. giving the le- the, the loan says. So they're not sitting there. The person you deal with might not even be judging you for what uh, individually, which you're makes doing. this worse. It makes it worse because they're, who are you? Who like, are you defending yourself against? Right. Like there, the score comes down, and it's yeah. like, well, I'm sorry. It's basically like one of those things that happens. And I'm like, sorry, it's po- it's our policy, and then you can't do anything about it. Well, the policy, this, if we, I can't loan to someone above this or below, or below this score, and it winds up being something that they don't, they can't even control on the local level. There is a a group out there. I don't know if you would call them a company that is trying to sell the scores to banks and insurance companies and everything else. And they're doing all of it. I don't even know who they are, but they're going through, you know, everybody's social media and even the the companies that are not affected by this yet. Your company with this group may already have an ESG score and everyone will have one. You know, they're they're asking you to provide the information so we can get an accurate ESG score. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you won't do it, then we'll just come up with our own ESG score for you. Oh, that's great. So I have to participate in my own beheading, or they'll behead you. Yeah, but you can do it more quickly. Yeah, you can. That's great. That's yeah, great. Or you could just listen, right? And you know, that's the that's the real threat here. Right? Yeah. The the threat is it's almost like how college speech codes don't necessarily have lots of people getting kicked out of school because of speech. We hear about them here and there. It's much more about the 40% of people who want to say something and just don't. 
Yeah. They just they, they self-censor because they don't want the trouble. Right. And then that eliminates the speech without having to punish anybody. Correct. It's like what they're this doing is with Joe Rogan. End, this is an end run around yeah. the Constitution. Yeah. Period. That's R- all it is. Rogan is a great example of this because everyone's talking about, well, will Rogan get kicked off of Spotify? And he still may. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see it happen at some point if he says the wrong thing one day. ESG will kick him off. It, it may very well happen. It will. Um, but... More importantly is that Spotify is not going to hire anyone else with anything close to his opinion now. I, I know I know I keep coming back to this, but the best example of this is right now McDonald's in Russia. Mm-hmm. McDonald's didn't want to close because why? I mean, Russians still deserve to eat. Yeah. Half of the people don't even agree with the war. They're but, not allowed to have Big Macs. But beyond that, beyond that, they had assets. They had spent billions yeah. of dollars in Russia to build the franchise, to get it going. And uh, they didn't want to leave everything behind. Right. So when Russia, uh, when the ESG starts leaning on and you know somebody's being leaned on when they say the reputational risk we felt was too great that is in response to the esg score that's what mcdonald's said when they finally closed down all of their restaurants in russia we felt that the reputational risk was too big now think how big that must be because they've just lost all of their property yeah now everything their trademark everything has been destroyed now in russia putin just claimed it as his and mcdonald's we don't need you anymore we know how to make your burgers we know we don't care about your trademarks yeah and you think vlad is going to be like hey no hard feelings after the war right and allow them back in how much did that cost them oh my gosh and to think that my reputational risk will cost me more than walking away from everything I've built since the wall came down. That's significant. And people have to understand if they can do that to McDonald's, if they can if they can do what they're doing to Vladimir Putin, this is not some new idea uh, that they came up because of the uh, because of Ukraine. This is the system they've been building for the Great Reset, and it's just being launched. And the crowds are cheering. Oh, look how great this is. If they can make McDonald's, all these other companies, uh, Goldman Sachs pull out of Russia, if they can do this to a guy with a country full of nukes, a madman they're not going to think twice about you as a farmer. They're not going to think twice about you as a local store owner. We figured out what people think of local store owners because of COVID and how this affects you. You will comply. What was the whole thing about the masks? And I mean, we have a 90% vaccination rate. That's that's or 80. Was it 80 percent or 90 percent for uh, for the United States for, you know, elderly it, or just give me the general number. Uh, okay. It's very high. Yeah, yes. Uh, the for adults. Let me see. Pulling up here. Uh, 18 plus is 87.9 percent. Okay. At least one. Dose. Almost 90 percent. Mm-hmm. The 90. I think, you know, uh, polio has like a 97 percent. That's only 10 points higher 
or lower than polio vaccines. Okay, and why would they not stop? Because you will comply Mm. if they can cut off your money, cut off your business because you become too great of a reputational risk because you're an anti-vaxxer, even though you're not. You don't think they're going to do that to you? This is all about control. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get the book. It is out in paper. Uh, so you can get the hardbound book now at any bookstore. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, it is available now. It is The Great Reset by uh, myself and Justin Haskins. The Great Reset in bookstores right now. All right. Let me talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Did you see the news? I just uh, gave it here just a few minutes ago that Saudi Arabia is now looking at selling oil to China. 25% of all the oil that China uses comes from Saudi Arabia. China, to buy oil from Saudi Arabia, has to buy our dollars to be able to buy oil. Well, they just got into a new deal. They're negotiating right now. Because they're mad, Saudi Arabia is mad at the United States. Thanks, Joe Biden. Uh, and they are now talking about stopping selling their oil to China, and it will be to others as well. If it starts with China, they can pay, they can pay for it in anything. It doesn't have to be U.S. dollars. That's a real problem because that destroys the dollar, drives inflation through the roof, and destroys the dollar. This is the beginning. So may I highly suggest you call Goldline. Have something of value. I'm not telling you uh, to put everything you have in gold. I'm telling you everybody should spread the risk. 10% of your portfolio might be in gold or silver. It's about what I have. 10%. Right now, every graded gold Indian purchased at Goldline, you'll receive one of the unique silver mind your business bars at no cost. So call Goldline to find out how to buy the type of gold that I buy. Ask them why I buy it. Uh, also, if you're already a client of Gold uh, Goldline, they have an additional bonus for you. All you have to do is call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. Hey, without any details, uh, could you just pray for our team and uh, and for all the people in Ukraine? Uh, we would greatly appreciate some uh, prayer coverage, if you will, uh, for all of the people in Ukraine. We will see you tomorrow back here on radio. God bless. <laughs>